0: Nation. Let's go. Welcome into to DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We are, of course, presented by the American Raptors. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. My name is Jake Schwanitz, still remote back in Utah, my guy RK in Studio A at the DMVR Bar. How are you doing today, RK?
1: I am great, my guy. How are you?
0: I'm hanging in there. Life could be a lot worse.
1: I'm, yes, it definitely could. Um, did you? Uh, well, no, nah, forget. I, I don't want to kill the vibes by talking about the Broncos again.
0: Uh, yeah, we. I think we got a lot of that out yesterday on bets. Um, I yes. don't know. Seems like I'm talking about a dead person now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. We'll talk about the buffs, though. We got a lot to get to today. We're going to watch some film. Uh, That's going to be fun. Really looking forward to it. A few nuggets of news that we want to hit on, though, before we actually dive into the show. We've talked about a lot of these JSU transfers. A few of them have announced that they are staying. Savion Wilkerson and uh, our big guy, number 99, uh, Jeremiah Williams, I believe, also announced a few days ago. Turns out two others are staying in Jackson. Niles Gaddy has officially withdrawn his name from the transfer portal. He was someone a lot of people that were hitting me up on Twitter were saying that this guy would be a steal. Uh, J.D. Martin, he is a running back. He's staying a tiger also. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, Yeah. I I mean, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Just the idea of I'm glad a lot of those guys are staying back. Um, Obviously, it wasn't going to happen for all of them. uh, And I'm obviously glad that the ones who did come to Boulder did. Um, But... You know, th- A lot of those guys have built a legacy, have built a community out there in Jackson, um, and obviously you want Coach TC to, uh, to get a great chance to succeed as well. So I think it's cool, and, it's, and it speaks a lot, I think, to him um, that some of those guys want to stay and, and keep building what they started.
0: For sure. Um, I think that getting all the best players from Jackson State was always a bit of a pipe dream. It's becoming even more of a reality now. Uh, some news about the buffs, though. 2024 four star athlete Boo Carter has announced that CEO has made his top five schools. He has thrown in Ohio State, Oregon, Tennessee, and Michigan. Uh, as I mentioned, he is an athlete, fifth overall recruit from Tennessee, 32nd athlete in the 24 class, 268th player nationally.
1: Love to see it. Love to see it. It is just, it, it feels crazy, but it also feels right seeing. Uh, The CU logo next to all those when, you know, those kids put out the graphics of their top five. What was it? Ohio State, Tennessee, Alabama, Michigan?
0: Oregon, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan. Okay, so Oregon instead of Alabama.
1: Yeah. Um, Coach Prime said it in his introductory press conference, something along the lines like, you just want a chance to get back to where you belong. And this is a great example Uh, of, you know, him giving us that opportunity.
0: Yep. Seems like a lot more guys are on the way, too. This is from Matt H. He's a great Twitter follow. If you guys don't already, it's at scobuffs22. He said, former FSU four-star safety Sam McCall is starting to stack his Twitter likes towards the Buffs in recent days. He has a personal relationship with Kormani McClain, the five-star cornerback. I believe he's a slash player, too. But one of the top players in the 23 class, he's delayed his commitment until, I'm assuming, signing day on the 1st of February. But signs are pointing towards the buffs and looking good.
1: Yeah, uh, huge. And you'd love to have both of those guys. Um, You know, defense is definitely the side of the ball that we now need more help, which is crazy considering how bad the offense was this year. Um, But you flipped the offensive line already. You flip the quarterback position in a big way. You have wide receivers out the wazoo. Um, They need help on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, obviously getting Coramonte McLean would be an incredible boost to that side. Uh, And I wonder if there's a little bit of a, I don't know, a a benefit to the fact that, hey, you're going to be playing across from Travis Hunter. Um, So you can look at this one of two ways. One you are either going to get chances to make big plays and make interceptions because they don't want to throw at Travis. Uh, or two, you know, when you come in, especially when you first start, you aren't necessarily going to have to go up against the number one uh, on every single play, which I think he probably wants to go up against the number one. But the, the other side mm-hmm. of it is you could look at it and just say, hey, you guys have your sides. We don't care where they put their wide receivers. You're going to play left. You're going to play right. Um, and – you know, the benefit for a corner, especially as you're trying to build an NFL portfolio of being able to have opportunities to make plays on the ball, which you would obviously have here. Um, and I think both of them would end up having is got to be a boost as well. Um, I, I know there's some other, you know, kind of rumors are going around out there about why he didn't sign yet and all that. But if you can get everything squared away, uh, and you can get Travis Hunter and Cormani McLean playing across from each other. And then, you know, you talked about the FSU safety as well. Add him to the mix. Um, they've already added in, of course, some guys on the defensive line. It's just we talked about it when Coach Prime was originally hired. Like, can he really flip the entire lineup? And you land a couple more pieces and you, you basically have
0: for sure it's something we've already touched on a ton this coach prime's pull really is those skilled players of course the secondary guys they're already starting to come in droves uh, i like that comment there from baby barkley with the quarterbacks in the pack 12 get all the dbs we can that is absolutely right as we talked about yesterday dj ueunglele is going to be an oregon state beaver tons of other great quarterbacks michael Penix, caleb williams of course the Buffs will need all the defensive back and secondary help that they can get. Let's move on to some of these highlights. If we want to pull up, or if Ali could pull up the first one, uh, that would be Omarion Miller, the four-star wide receiver. I believe he was previously a Nebraska commit. Yep, committed to Nebraska on July 5th, decommitted on December 2nd, committed to CU on the 24th. He received nine offers, including LSU Miami and South Carolina. Measures in at, measures in at six foot two, 190 pounds from Vivian, uh Louisiana. As a senior in 2022, he had 49 receptions for 1,183 yards. That's a 24.1 yards per catch average, 15 touchdowns, uh, 245th player overall in this class. And there he is just running by everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um really stridey. Uh, if that's a real word that you could use for someone, uh, you know, you can just see the way that he gains separation is with these long strides. Um, big frame for making catches, catch radius, uh, really impressive. That first highlight where he's wow. somehow on the ground and makes that catch uh, is incredible. Uh, and you're just seeing the buffs just stack up this wide receiver room uh, with different types of athletes which is what i like you know they've got the big physical receivers they've got the fast twitchy receivers you know you've even got a, a dylan edwards as i think a guy who can play in both positions uh of course right, wide receiver and running back uh and making yourself difficult to defend you add in a sedu triore i mean it's incredible the wow. just range uh, of talent that they're bringing
0: in here Yeah, something that I took away um, just in all my days listening to Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks on Move the Sticks is build your receiver core like a basketball team. Have a guy with size, have your speedy, shifty guys, uh, have your go-to guy that can get you, quote-unquote, a bucket or a catch at any time. really seems like Coach Prime and the Buffs are really rounding out this receiver room. And from what I've seen, it looks like O'Marrion Miller can kind of do it all. He looks like a stud four-star recruit so
1: and quite nice that they took him away from Nebraska
0: always a bonus always <laughs> a bonus there
1: um let's watch we can one watch more one more. okay great release on the slant I mean a lot of on times defense. you watch, oh let's see it a little safety action easy
0: how's it how's it Still going. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, tight.
0: All right. All right. Next guy, Kacen Wiseman, another flip. He was committed to Kansas. He did that on August 11th. He visited CU on December 16th with that big uh, recruiting weekend. was pictured with Vakari Swain and um, Malachi Coleman. Yep. Turns out, Casein Wiseman is going to be the only guy from that group that actually commits to the Buffs. For now, he signed his NLI. For now, he <laughs> signed his NLI on December twenty fifth. Listed at six foot two, one hundred and eighty pounds, and he is throwing bombs.
1: Man, the two quarterbacks they got in this uh, class look fantastic to me. Um, we talked a lot about sta- uh, Staub Staub mm-hmm. and just that crazy whip he has on his passes, but Wiseman also has an absolute cannon, um, maybe a little bit more, um, of a dual threat in terms of his running ability and, wow. um, his, he's kind he's kind of got a little bag of moves on him, uh, once yeah. he gets out in the open field, which is great to see. Obviously, Shador, you know, brings that to the table as well, but Wiseman looks like he might even be a little bit quicker, faster than either of those two guys. Um, so, it's crazy to think that like a couple years down the road there could be a heated competition of very talented players to see who's going to um you know take the open throne from Shador Sanders once he goes to the NFL.
0: I don't think this is a groundbreaking take, but this looks like the 7 on 7 sessions for the Buffs moving forward are going to be absolutely amazing like must watch content cuz there's a lot of talent, there's guys that can sling it. Now we're adding Case and Wiseman to the mix. Man, he can really throw deep with some touch too.
1: He can, and this is impressive tape. The way he throws the ball on the run, uh, yeah. by far my favorite part of this whole tape. Um, because as you know, as as the quarterback position has evolved, you're getting these guys out of the pocket. Uh, we know that's a, a part of this offense that they're in, not quite as much. I think one of the things I love about this office is, offense is a lot of it is just about keeping things on time and going quickly. Um, but having a guy who can break down and then make plays down the field with his arm, keep his eyes down the field when he does break the pocket, I think uh, Wiseman has the advantage in terms of the two guys they brought in, in ter- uh, of the off platform. You know, hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking the pocket like he is here and you know making plays down the field whether he wants to run or pass
0: yeah this isn't a slight to ryan staub but he was recruited by Dorrell and sanford so casein wiseman if you want to put him into a category i guess he is a true coach prime and this coaching staff recruit and quarterback um, and it looks like he would really fit right into sean lewis's offense especially given his mobility and just he can chuck it at a moment's notice, man. That's one of those things we talked about where those receivers, or the defensive backs, those corners, they play up. They're going over the top, and it looks like Casey Wiseman can do that easily.
1: Man, he is throwing some seeds on this tape. <laughs> Absolute seeds. Let's watch one more. Oh, wow. Make a plays. <laughs> That's what you need. Oh, uh,
0: what a guy. We'll get back to the rest of the tape. But first I want to tell you guys about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now it's bowl season and the action is far from over. DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to for betting on this year's bowls. Right now, new customers can place a five-dollar pregame moneyline bet on a college football team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking at the schedule, I don't think we have any today, but it looks like we're slated for four bowl games tomorrow. We get the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl tomorrow Let's between go. Oregon and North Carolina. Uh, I love North Carolina in that game with Drake May. They are That line's moved a bit. It was at 14. It's at 13.5 now. <clears throat> you can find that and all sorts of great deals over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. New, new customers place a $5 pregame money line bet on a college football team to win and get $150 if your team does. That's code DMVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout-out to our friends over at Athletic Greens. I may not be in Denver, but I took my Athletic Greens with me. I have to keep my routine going. Uh, They have 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com buffs. Again, that is athletic, athleticgreens.com buffs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get back to the tape. I think our next guy, so our next guy is actually a 2024 uh, commit, Omar Miller, not to be confused with Omerian Miller. Omar Miller is a defensive tackle. He measures in at six foot three, 307 pounds. He's from Leesburg, Georgia and Valdosta High School. He was actually recruited by Alabama. He was uh, his recruiter for Alabama was Charles Kelly Ryan. Hey. Um, other than Alabama and CU, White earned twenty six other offers, including Texas, Clemson, Georgia, and Michigan.
1: Let's see what we got here.
0: Oh my God!
1: This <laughs> this is one of those guys that I think even I don't know. There's a lot. Oh my God, that's too easy. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like people out there who have been whining or trying to say, hey, well, Coach Prime's only recruiting the skill positions. Uh, And obviously they were able to get some of these guys on the defensive line and offensive line in the transfer portal. This is like one of those ones that just shut everyone up. And it's like, okay, get a four-star defensive lineman with an Alabama offer to commit for 2024. Like, I don't know what you can really say at this point.
0: Wow! Does he chase this down? Look wow! At him
1: chasing it down.
0: He looks like a beast already, man. Like it's too easy for him against these I, high school kids. He's I already know. in the backfield.
1: I know. That's what's so hard about these. T- watching this <laughs> tape is it's like this is a man playing against boys. Like, it, obviously, it looks incredible, um, and I'm not doubting him by any stretch of the mind. It's just like, how do you even evaluate him? Like. I want to see him play against college players because that's he's ready for that right now. He's not even a senior in high school yet.
0: It's crazy, man. Yeah, it really looks too easy for him. Like he's just living in the backfield, like the snap happens, and it's like there's no one in front of him. He's just already back there.
1: Can you imagine being the kid on the other side who they're like, all right, uh you've got Omar White this week uh good luck and you're just like he just tosses you out of the way on every single play the whole game
0: it was a good view just like oh my god
1: also why are you running into him him. (laughs) ever (laughs) all of these are on the offensive coordinator whoever's calling the plays every one of these plays in the backfield is on you get the ball as far away from him as you possibly can on every play
0: was that a tight end that just tried to... Oh, that looks like a tackle, actually.
1: I love these end zone views.
0: Best view in football. That man. one, they
1: tried to go away from him.
0: Well, we saw the earlier highlight. When they did go away from him, he just went and chased down the play 30 yards across oh the field. Oh, my
1: so. God. That, that was a double team, Jake. <laughs> man. They just, I,
0: lo- I don't... I don't know if they tried to trap him or what that was, but no one touched him there.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I'll, this is one of my favorite things about uh, covering recruiting now at, at the level that we're doing is getting to watch some of these guys, like the highlights live, because we can't do this for any other sport, obviously, because of broadcasting rights and this and that, and the other thing. Uh, this is fun. This is fun to watch these guys live and just see what they have. Goodness gracious. There's no – all right, I take back – I take back what I said about the offensive coordinators. There's nothing they can do. What doesn't matter which side you run to.
0: <laughs> Even with a guy on him, he's making tackles. Um, we can let it roll or we can move on. It's up to you, man. Uh, let's go on to the next one. This is pretty obvious.
1: He gets into the backfield on every play and stops whatever you're trying to do.
0: Yep. Next guy, three star interior offensive lineman, Hank Zelinskis. He is from Cherry Creek High School. Teammates with Blake Purchase. Um, he's listed at six foot three, two seventy-four. Originally committed to CU and Carl Durrell on June 10th. He was retained. He retained his offer, signed his NLI to play at CU on December 21st. Look at him go. Is he is that him? Yeah. Wow!
1: made a block 40 yards down the field. Oh, this is fun.
0: (laughs) This is great.
1: We're doing, uh, we're watching tape of the Buffs recruits. (laughs) Yes, we are live. (laughs) Pulling
0: from center right there? That is super impressive.
1: It, the reason why that's so impressive is because you have to get the snap off and get out there and pull, which is not an easy task. That means the coaching staff there with Dave Logan and company at, oh, at Cherry fantastic. Creek really trusts him. Look at that view. I've never seen that view for what a, a view, high school team. Yeah.
0: Is that a drone? That's like the Madden camera. <laughs> That's like the Madden camera, bro.
1: Bro, they're filming Cherry Creek games with drones? <laughs> that is incredible.
0: So it looking like a center.
1: Yep. Yeah, he was the center for the state champion team here in Colorado.
0: Just creating a pile of bodies there.
1: This is great. All right. That's enough O line tape for now.
0: Let's go back to the skill guys. Next dude, three star wide receiver, Jordan Onavu. From Modern Day High School in Santa Ana, California, listed at six foot two, 190 pounds, originally committed to CU and Mike Sanford on November 7th, signed his NLI to play at CU on December 21st. He had 46 catches for 517 yards and four touchdowns last year.
1: What's great about watching this tape here uh, of a kid who goes to Modern Day? Those first two highlights are against Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, which is another powerhouse. Like. When you play at modern day, you play the best of the best in California and around the country. Um, so you know you know, at the top level of California that the competition here is legit. And it's a reason why schools love to have pipelines because it's, it's so much easier to evaluate these players when they're playing the best of the best rather than, you know, you can go get a kid uh, even just from 4A in Colorado and you just have no idea – what it's going to look like when they go up against the best of the best.
0: Man, he looks like he is lethal with the ball in his hands, though. The way he's just moving around on those screens and breaking tackles. And he can do it downfield. Oof. Great throw.
1: Here it is against Gorman again.
0: Is this Cherry Creek quarterback a legit guy? Do you know? I don't know. Or I'm sorry. This is modern day. Modern day, yeah.
1: Current Rockies third baseman Ryan McMahon played quarterback at modern day.
0: <laughs> Love that.
1: That's, wow. that's something that you'll see in this uh, Sean Lewis offense a ton. You're actually seeing a lot of the similar concepts uh, in this mm-hmm. tape, which probably makes sense why they wanted to keep him around. Because this was a this was an existing recruit, right?
0: Yep, he was originally committed to CU since November seventh. Um, committed to Mike Sanford, and one of the let me see, let me get the number here of guys who actually held on to those offers. Five or so. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Six. Okay, Six guys.
1: Man, he, you're right, man. He, he's got a bag of moves. Love it.
0: That was awesome. Great stuff. Next guy, Morgan Pearson. I don't really know what to expect from this tape because he was, as we talked about before, he was listed as a wide receiver recruit on 247. However, when he actually committed to CU on the 21st, he was listed as linebacker.
1: Well, there he is, pick six, maybe not six. Yes, six. Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He is from Plainview High School in Ardmore, Oklahoma, listed at six foot three, 220. Originally committed to CU and interim head coach Mike Sanford on November 28th. Signed his NLI to play at CU on the 21st of December. Um, As I said, played both ways in high school. Looks like he's going to be a linebacker for Coach Andre Hart and the Buffs.
1: That's a Malachi Coleman esque linebacker slash kick returner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh wow.
0: This guy can play.
1: <laughs> the closing speed there. So they've got him yeah. playing in the middle. I guess with the way that that CU has been listing recruits, that will probably. Uh, be true for him
0: could be or he could play kind of that uh that slash role i mean it seems like we're gonna be seeing a four two five type of defense he could be i mean he looks plenty athletic to play a big slot on defense to me
1: that is true that is true i mean see, so you did that with davion taylor uh back in the day who ended up getting drafted by the philadelphia eagles um and that he was kind of like a linebacker but the coverage wow, skills yeah, the coverage skills that he's putting on display here are impressive and would be, a I mean, a weapon for any defense, really. Oh, my God. Look at him chase that down. Are you kidding me? My God, what is the speed on this guy? This guy's kid? amazing. I don't know. This is awesome.
0: I love this kid already with what we're seeing here. You have to kind of think about maybe just seeing what he could do at tight end or wide receiver just for a little bit. Right. Just (laughs) to know what you have. Once
1: you've opened the door for Travis Hunter to play both ways, you might as well open it for everyone. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gosh dang, man. This guy can play.
0: Man, he's like playing safety. Wow.
1: <laughs> What's the kid for uh, USC that super long linebacker? Is it Gentry?
0: Mm, I don't know I think the that's his, his name. Er-
1: Eric that. Gentry is what comes to mind for me. I don't know if that's correct. Um, but you're seeing a lot more teams be willing to just put an athlete out there at linebacker who, you know, obviously, if they've got to be able to tackle well, but after they check off that box and you're just like, well, let's put this guy in the middle of the field. Let him make plays all over the place. That kind of getting those vibes here for Morgan Pearson.
0: Yeah. Eric Gentry Gentry is the guy you're talking about. Um, just you talking about that. That reminds me of Devin white and uh, miles Jack. Um, same thing with them. They were just pure athletes. Yeah. I think both played running back at a certain time. Eventually were made the jump to full linebackers. Um, you can argue, I mean, pick, Part of their game if you want, but their athleticism and speed is really what makes them great players in the NFL yeah there them was an, in college too
1: there was another kid for Washington I always forget his name um, who played running back and linebacker uh, and they would even mo- let him play a little bit of safety sometimes uh and those types of guys are just once you trust them you you know you can put them all over the place um mm-hmm very impressed very impressed by Morgan Pearson
0: me too we're gonna have to put a star next to his name to watch throughout the offseason and in his freshman year Uh, we can let this roll or we can move on let's go to the next one we have two guys left next one is another skill player Isaiah Harge he's a wide receiver three stars From St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale, Florida, which is where Anthony Hankerson is from. Yep. Listed at 5'10", 160 pounds. Verbally committed on April 20th. Signed his NLI on December 21st, so a guy who survived the coaching change and held on to his offer. Had 26 receptions for 380 yards and four touchdowns as a senior. Senior. Um, I told you about this last week, but his older brother, Ron Harge III, was a 2020 three-star recruit. He committed to Oregon State. He entered the transfer portal this year. He will be playing at Colorado State this season.
1: Ah, yes. A lot of this early tape was him playing corner. Yeah, still got him on defense.
0: I'm sensing a theme here with a lot of these recruits. They yeah, play yeah. Uh, a lot of both ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, in high school, when you're the best athlete on the team, or one of the best athletes on the team, you're oftentimes going to play both ways. Mm-hmm. But CU did list them as a wide receiver commit, correct?
0: Yep, listed as a wide receiver.
1: Hopefully we get some uh, some wide receiver clips here in a second.
0: I'm pulling up his 247 profile right now. Yep, listed at wide receiver.
1: Dude can play a corner.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, a three star player that is listed as the 153rd receiver in the class, 1088th player nationally. Taking a look at the offers. Um, They're pretty solid, man. CU is obviously in there. Florida is in there. Ole Miss, Penn State, Texas A&M, South Carolina, um, Coastal Carolina, Pitt. We'll take that.
1: Yeah, for sure. got a little punt return action here? No?
0: That comment from John Walensky, uh, um, when are a lot of these kids showing up to start working? um they so i'm pretty sure all these guys have all signed their nli so they're able to enroll early if they want and i think a majority of the people that did commit during that early signing period are enrolling early uh i know dylan edwards is and a lot of those guys are
1: yeah they've, they've got a few for sure um stav is mm-hmm. here we go okay Great job finding the space there. Yep. Another good stop there.
0: This just looks like a very smart player.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, and how many times have I said how important it is to have smart wide receivers in this offense? Yep. Know where the space is. know Know what defense the defense is running. You'd be shocked how many kids go out there and line up and don't even look at what the defense is running but right there that to me is and I don't know what they're doing at St. Thomas Aquinas but that to me looks like a reaction to the coverage they just if they're going to play 10 yards off run five stop turn around quarterback will get it to you Wow, what a reaction. He'll be back. Great body control with the ball in the air as well. I like this kid. Biggest things for me were those two. Oh, great play design. uh, Were those two or three in a row where it just looked like he knew what he was looking at. Took what the defense was giving. On the same page with the quarterback, give him the easy one, and l- l- let's keep it moving. Oh, run block? Love a kid who puts a run block on his highlight tape. Alright, we have one more. Oh, can't hear Jake. Jake, you want to check your mic settings or something? Uh We can't hear you anymore. Oh, now I got you. Now I got you. Am I here?
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, one more guy, whenever you're ready. Jaden Milliner Jones. He is a three-star safety, another guy from a pipeline high school. He's from DeSoto High School in DeSoto, Texas. Listed at 5'11", 190 pounds. He was committed to SMU uh, going back to June 13th. Flipped to see you when the early signing period opened on the 21st of December.
1: Oh, well, a little, uh, wildcat action for him. <laughs> <laughs> they like him up near the line of scrimmage. Yep. Another one that you could maybe play in that fifth DB role. Take it. Oh. Oh. Oh my god. Wow. Uh, I again,
0: love- we talked about the oh,
1: Go ahead. I love watching kids like this in high school. Again, where they're just like, put him up near the line of scrimmage. If he has to go backwards, he'll get back. He'll get back. Uh, but just let him attack.
0: I mean, this is a five foot eleven, 190 pound kid. This isn't right. a big guy, and they have him right up in there. Uh that's just gotta be that dog mentality.
1: Yep. Oh man. Beautiful. You can just tell, and even in the first couple of clips, like he plays with an edge. Just I don't know. Ha- he has it's an dope. aggression to his game. A lot of time you get you get that from like sub six foot safeties. Just guys yeah. that just want to go and hit people.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, sixteen offers. As I mentioned, CU and SMU were Ooh. in there. You also have Georgia Tech, Kansas, Minnesota, Mississippi State, Tulane. Um, oh my goodness! Amongst others.
1: Yeah, yeah, big fan.
0: is around the ball often man
1: oh and that defense is literally just built to to feed him uh to make the ball funnel towards him
0: Yep. um so this was sent to me on twitter um but cu all time has uh five of the top 25 recruits in program history in this class It is happening really quickly, Ryan.
1: Yeah, and I just think about it every day how the rest of the country allowed Coach Prime uh, to come here. Um, I know we said we're not talking about the Broncos, but today um, Greg Penner said that Condoleezza Rice is going to be a part of the coaching search for the Broncos, and he said she has experience in this stuff. She was just part of the coaching search at Stanford. You know, all I could think in my head was, why well, didn't they get Coach Prime? And I'm glad yeah. they didn't, but um, I just don't know how the country allowed Coach Prime to come to Boulder because as much as I love the school and as much as I believe in everything that we have to offer, if everyone was trying to get Coach Prime this offseason, we wouldn't have got him. And right. the fact that he's been able to do this – literally overnight um and you know really just keep it rolling since overnight but it's been every day essentially more news comes in on the recruiting front more flips more transfers all of this stuff and i just there must be some people in charge of some people at other institutions who are asking them what the hell were you thinking
0: yep Specifically, those schools like Auburn. Um, I mean, man, could you imagine what they would do with someone like Coach Prime as their head coach? Uh,
1: eventually, sadly, we're going to find out what a school like that can do with Coach Prime as their head coach. We have no—I, I at least have no—no uh, no false hope about you know him retiring here twenty years down the road. It would be incredible if he did, but you're gonna see. It, I would be shocked if the next school that goes after Coach Prime won't, won't be an SEC school. And I think once, you know, I, I think he's about one of the only people that can really get an SEC school to compete with Alabama from uh, yeah. on a on a recruiting level.
0: Well, sabin has got to be coming near the end of his career, too, so uh I mean, I don't want to put this into existence, but, man, the things he would do at a place like Alabama would be out of control. They'd have to change rules.
1: Sadly, we are going to find out one day.
0: (laughs) Um, We're going to wrap it up here shortly. We'll get to your questions. But first, a word from Illegal Pete's. I'm going through a bit of withdrawals, Ryan. I haven't had Illegal Pete's since our party. I'm not in a state that currently has Illegal Pete's. It's really (laughs) rough on me right now.
1: Yeah, everyone needs a, an illegal pizza fix in their life at least once a week.
0: For sure. Um, right now, illegal pizza is hooking you all up with a little something extra. If you spend $100 on gift cards, you score an extra $25 for free. Christmas is over, but it's still the giving season. Illegal pizza has you covered there. I am hyped to get back to Denver and to get back into some illegal pizza. Amen. Um, I'm ready to open it up if you are. All right, let's do it. I'll let you, you want, run the questions Okay, again. I
1: can read the questions for sure. All right, from Keith. does CU have the number one rated transfer class in the Pac-12? Yes, they do.
0: They do, according to 247. We talked about this a bit yesterday. On3 has, like, the Sun Devils up there for some reason, and I don't really know why when CU has gotten Travis Hunter and four-star recruits all over the field.
1: Um, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean... I don't know what they're doing it on three. All, all I know is that uh, once all of the r- transfers get rated by 247, there's a very good chance Colorado has the number one uh, uh, transfer class in the country. All right, which one's next, Ali? Sure. keep switching. Oh, okay. Uh, from Connor, speaking of RB, weird we haven't had any uh, running back commits. Any idea what the room looks like next year? I guess running back transfers is what – Because, of course, Dylan Edwards uh, coming in, and I fully expect him of all the players. Obviously, I think he's the highest-rated player in the class, so this is easy to say, um, even above Adam Hopkins. But of all the guys just watching the tape, he looks like the one that you get on campus and you start giving him the football immediately um, because he has just a different level of game-breaking speed uh, that does not exist on the roster in any way, shape, or form right now. So that's that's one to keep an eye on, but I think also – there could be more running backs entering the portal after bowl season. I think you do see CU add a transfer running back at some point.
0: Well, remember, they went after – they tried to get Ray Davis, who was from Vanderbilt. Um, they have – they brought in someone for Vanderbilt. I'm looking for his name right now. Um, onto their coaching staff. He met with Corey Phillips. It was Darius Darden-Box. He's the director of recruiting. He's from Vanderbilt. So Ray Davis met with Corey Phillips and Darius Darden-Box. He actually committed to Can, uh, Kentucky. Um, but the Buffs, I think, in terms of what they have from last year, I think are actually okay at running back with Hankerson, Dion Smith. Um, you know, I know Charlie Offerdahl doesn't get a lot of guys excited, but there is some guys to work with in that room.
1: And Victor Venn as well. Did you mention him?
0: And Victor Venn. Yep. yep.
1: All right, next question. Uh, from Ian, would be shocked to see Coleman transfer somewhere other than Boulder. Yeah, I mean – the only, I guess the longer we wait, the more I worry. Um, I think the buffs are pretty stacked up at wide receiver. So if he, if he doesn't come in and he goes somewhere else, I think they'll be just fine. But uh, he was number three, obviously, on the wish list when it comes to transfers from Jackson State. I would expect him to come to Boulder as well, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we will see what happens for sure. I don't have anything to add there. We're just on watch.
1: Jamel asks, what record are you hoping for this season? Uh, Well, you make it easy if you say hoping for. I'm hoping for undefeated. (laughs) But realistically, (laughs) I I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I am at the point where I think it's fair to say, based on the transfers that have come in, the recruiting class that's come in, I think it's fair to say the expectation should be a bowl game. Uh, and it's funny the way that standards have dropped at CU, and for good reason, um, but winning half of your games is not asking a lot. Uh, It really isn't. And the way that they have been able to stack up both sides of the ball so far with the transfer portal and a couple of those early contributors from the freshman class, I I think it's completely fair to say they should win half of their games or more.
0: For sure, just looking at the teams on the schedule, Washington State, you should win that game. You should beat Stanford. You should beat Arizona. You should beat Arizona State. You should beat CSU. Um, And this is before we even see the team on the field. So I think that's fair, a bowl game for sure. Yep.
1: John says, it's crazy how most uh, IG forums and online forums think mad of CU. Coach Prime and thinking we're gonna go one and 11 again. Do you guys think everyone is in for a big surprise in this first year? If anyone thinks that they're going 1-11, then yes, they are in for a big surprise.
0: (laughs) A lot of haters out there still. Uh, I think they're going to be – or not pleasantly, but they're going to be shocked with what they see.
1: Yes. No one or nothing that is successful has ever not had haters. Um, The haters are growing by the day when it comes to CU, and specifically Coach Prime. Uh, for various reasons uh, but the number one reason in my opinion why the hater group is growing is because people are very very threatened uh, by what Coach Prime is building in Boulder uh, whether that's you know the traditional rivals in CSU and Nebraska you've got uh, the Utah tight ends coach putting out salty petty tweets uh, you've got Florida State fans losing their goddamn minds. Um, it's, it's everywhere, uh, and it's only going to grow, and it's all because uh, everyone is worried about what's brewing in Boulder.
0: Uh, Utah fans are particularly on edge right now.
1: <laughs> it's so weird. They shouldn't be thinking about us at all, but I love that they are. I always tell a story of like last year or something I was at a bar and I was wearing a CU shirt, and this girl said to me, I hate CU. And I just said, <laughs> thank you so much. That makes me feel so good that you care enough about us to hate us. Uh, and that's how I feel. I love being hated because you have to think about us to hate
0: us. You can throw the Gilbert question up, Ali.
1: Uh Any word on the tight end Gilbert
0: out of Georgia? I haven't seen... Yep, so I haven't seen much. Former five-star tight end, the number one tight end in the 2020 class. Fifth player nationally in that class. He entered the portal on the 21st, so it's only been a handful of days. Don't even think it's been a week yet, um, but we'll see.
1: Absolutely. From John, uh, when are a lot of these kids showing up start working? We already answered that one. Uh, from Brad what do you think the university will have to say about coach prime leading every team meeting with prayer? It's going to be returned to coach McCartney's overt Christianity should be interesting. I don't think the university will have anything at all to say about how coach prime chooses to coach his team. Um, I think all of this stuff is overblown. Um, Truly, truly. And I also think it goes a long way in recruiting uh, when you go into a family's house and, uh, Coach Prime is not afraid uh, of, you know, talking about his religion and his faith. Uh, and a lot of the country is la- is that way. Um, but I think a lot was made early on. Oh, is Coach Prime going to fit in Boulder? It, it, it's just not like that anymore. Like, in the end, Coach Prime is going to win games. And winning always fits. So... um to answer the question like I did already directly the university will have absolutely nothing to say about it.
0: Yeah, CU signed off on this when they basically hired him. Like you knew what you were getting.
1: And and they wanted it. Of course. Yeah. And we're it's already paying dividends. Um next one from Papa B59. Do you think CU will leave the Pac-12 in 2 years? I don't know when it's going to be. Um I think that CU Will be very interested in every opportunity they have to go to another conference. Obviously, the big one would be getting to the Big Ten. I guess I would say or the SEC. The SEC doesn't seem realistic uh, for a myriad of reasons, um, but the Big Ten is probably going to come calling eventually if CU turns this thing around and starts winning. Um, obviously, call you know Denver is a top twenty market in the country, so. Any conference is going to be interested in tapping into that, the Denver market's going to be very dialed in to see you uh, as they start you know, winning again. So it could happen. I just don't know how soon.
0: We still have this Pac-12 media deal hanging over our heads too. So the future of the conference as a whole is just hanging in the balance right now. We don't know.
1: Jimmy asked, did you guys read the article about Nick Saban thanking Deion Sanders? I did not. I, I didn't see that either.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to dig that up.
1: Did that come out today or what? I didn't hear about that. All right, Drico says, out of all the commits and transfers, who will stand out the most? This is a fun one. I haven't thought of this, Jake. Who is going to be the biggest standout uh, of all of this? I guess there's an obvious answer, and then you can give right. a backup answer.
0: Um. Well, yeah, I mean, I... I I think we need to take Travis Hunter, Shador Sanders, and Dylan Edwards out of the conversation, really, okay. because those guys stand above the rest. Um, I'm really interested to see what Sadu Treor does at tight end, mm-hmm. if he can be a legitimate weapon there. Um, who else am I excited to see just scrolling through? Tyler Brown, how he fits in this offensive line from Jackson State. Um, Morgan Pearson now, too. Put him on the list.
1: <laughs> I am going to go... Uh, A little bit of a dark horse here, Um, or a dart horse, if you will. Uh, Shane (laughs) Cokes out of Dartmouth, Uh, an absolute beast on the offensive line, or sorry, the defensive line. And I think that he might just come in and just be just as much of a beast in the Pac-12 or close to as much of a beast as he was in the the Ivy League. Um, Very, very excited about him.
0: Yeah, Savion Washington could have a big year, too.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's also my guy. Uh, from a different Tyler Brown, in a case like Jordan Tyson, who may miss next year with injury, is his scholarship just wasted um, uh, for the year by injury, or is there an injury waiver so you can apply for to keep a useful scholarship?
0: Well, I mean, he could still redshirt. He didn't redshirt um, either medically or just by taking the red shirt anyways, so he can still take that and save his eligibility. Um, He's gonna be on scholarship, and just going back again to what Mike Sanford said, um, in his final weeks as CU's interim head coach, he said he'd be very surprised if Jordan Tyson doesn't play for CU next season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well you can still hear me, my uh, picture is gone for a second. We can go to the next one. Do you think the players will be able to adjust to the cold weather and altitude. I'll let you start, Jake.
0: Um, <laughs> I feel like this is just overblown. The altitude is something that will take getting used to, but that happens in a few weeks. Um, and once you train up here regularly, it's just kind of your way of life. The cold weather, I mean, Colorado's 300 days of sunshine. Yeah, it's winter right now. But uh, last I checked, we played football in the, uh, the fall and uh, training camp is in the uh, summer.
1: You want to know what the temperature is right now in Denver,
0: Jake? Let's hear it.
1: 60 degrees.
0: <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, Sounds like paradise, baby.
1: <laughs> we have our cold days, but it's really not that cold. Uh, in fact, I saw someone, someone talking about this the other day. Someone actually put out like research on this about Colorado versus Ohio oh, State, yes. yeah, M- Michigan, Wisconsin... Nebraska, all of these places. It's warmer in Colorado than all of there. the The cold weather is definitely overblown. Uh, we get three hundred days of sunshine, like you mentioned. The altitude is even more overblown when it comes to players who are going to play at Colorado. It just it's a matter of days, maybe weeks, in rare cases maybe months, uh, a month maybe to get fully adjusted, but. um it's it truly it has much more of an effect on teams visiting Colorado uh, than it does for players who play for Colorado. All right, is that it? Uh, I think we have one more question from Don Juan nine fourteen. Should we expect any of the incoming freshmen, like Dylan Edwards or anyone else, to play a big role this coming season? I mean, I mentioned Dylan Edwards. I I. I you waste no time in getting the ball into Dylan Edwards hands. Um uh, it's he's small, but he's not slight. Uh if you n- understand what I'm saying there, like he's not one of those guys mm. that are like, "Oh, you got to get him in and put him into a uh, you know, a power five strength and conditioning program. It's not like he's going to grow uh in height and he's already very strong uh especially in his lower half. So he's going to play immediately. Uh, He'll be the fastest player on the team. I think the second that he sets foot on campus, you don't waste time getting him the ball. Uh, Other than that, I think it's to be seen. Do you have any guys that you think will come in and contribute right away?
0: Well, they signed six wide receivers. Um, We saw last year that Chase Sowell and uh, Jordan Tyson were able to earn a role early on for this team. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys kind of break in and earns – I don't know, just some snaps early on and maybe has that Jordan Tyson type of trajectory, maybe becomes a starter uh, towards the end of the season.
1: Yep, I agree. All right, is that it, Allie? Oh, two more. From Papa, can see you deal with the music entertainment side of Coach Prime uh, for games. It's different than what CU is accustomed to. When I tell you that CU fans are so ready to embrace anything and everything, that Coach Prime and this team want to do, um, I mean it as much as I can mean anything. Everyone uh, is on board with all of this stuff, um, and it will be adored. You know the. I don't know. I, I think that especially the students who who are is you know going to be um, the biggest part of the atmosphere on game days uh, are going to just eat this stuff up. There might be some crotchety old alumni who say, hey, what's going on with this music? No one cares. Uh, That opinion is going to be few and far between. And like I said, especially the students are going to embrace Coach Prime and whatever music he wants and all of that sort of stuff. It's I, I guarantee it.
0: Yeah, like what you said, it seems like everyone's ready to embrace him, but more than anything, this program needs some juice, and that will bring some juice to the program, especially on game day. I think it's going to be welcomed, and it may not be what CU is used to, um, but it's going to be quickly, quickly embraced.
1: And and I just I can't stress enough how adored Coach Prime already is in Boulder. It, it happened immediately and overnight. I haven't heard a single negative sentiment from any CU fan anywhere uh, about Coach Prime and, and anything about him. So the, everyone is so ready to win, and everyone is so energized and excited by what Coach Prime has brought to Boulder already that no one's going to bitch and moan about any of that little stuff.
0: Yep, for sure. Um, Travis asked when y'all bring in Rob J. We'll work on getting Rob J. back very soon.
1: Let's go. All right. Last one, Allie. Okay. Two more. They keeps just two more. Oh, three more. It's just going to go on forever here. <laughs> uh, who do you think will back up Shador? Uh, Stauber Wiseman?
0: well we kind of talked about it when we watched Case and wiseman today it looks like he more fits into sean lewis's offense if i had to bet i would say him but i wouldn't be surprised if it's stout
1: yeah i think i would go wiseman as well all right next one ally when y'all bring it back rob j we just answered that one as soon as possible uh, VW says, you think more CU players will enter the portal before next season, do their place on the depth chart, players like JT Shrout and Maurice Bell?
0: Um, Maurice Bell kind of already did that and exited the transfer portal. Um, we'll see. JT Shrout, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. Probably, maybe. Yeah,
1: I fully <laughs> expect at least... 10 more players to hit the portal before next season starts.
2: All right. The next, it's not questions, but it's just everyone being so kind and congratulating us on uh, reaching 30 K on YouTube. They're also asking if they're getting, if there's an ice cream, (laughs) if we're having an ice cream party.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Ice cream party here at the DNVR bar. We'll get it popping. No, but seriously, thank you guys all so much for all of you subscribing i mean yesterday i think we still had like a hundred to go we took care of that uh real quickly and i know a lot of this which has been the biggest growth month uh, on this channel in the channel's history uh is because of you guys and all the bus fans all of the coach prime fans all of the jackson state fans uh from across the country who have joined and, and subscribed so we, we couldn't have done it without you guys and uh Here's to the next 30,000.
2: Yeah, definitely a big part of the reason we reached this is because everyone watching, everyone who's watching now for subscribing. So we appreciate you guys so very much.
0: Yep. Love you guys. It's been awesome. Hell of a ride. And we're just getting started. We
1: are just getting started. Can you imagine like the post game show after the TCU game? It's going to go crazy.
0: If they win this Nebraska game, that post game show is going to be (laughs) out of control.
1: When they win this Nebraska game, I don't think Ryan
2: will have a voice for that podcast. Ooh, that is true. Last time they played Nebraska, you very barely had a voice. This year, I don't think so.
1: You just fire up the old Winsky, and that clears up the pipes nice and good.
2: Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. It's going to be a crazy one.
0: We may have to run a text to speech program for Ryan when that happens. There we
1: go. Just use a (laughs) chat GPT and say, what would RK say about this game?
0: <laughs> uh, we may just have to do that either way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is that it? Are we good? That's all we got. Yep.
2: We just have so all many right. kind people in the comments. We got best podcast going on about CU football. Thanks, fellas. So we appreciate you guys all so much for the nice words.
1: Appreciate you guys.
0: Yeah, the love here has been amazing. The love on Twitter has been amazing. Uh, keep on hitting my DMs, guys. I love talking to you all. Talking ball um it's been a lot of fun uh, a lot more to come here we'll be back tomorrow on uh, one more remote show and then uh, i'll be coming back on thursday we will do a show on friday um you have anything else Ryan? that's all we got appreciate you guys yep all right guys we'll see you tomorrow let's go buffs let's go buffs